Welcome back to the Black Belter Podcast. You're listening to episode 49. Today's guest is Sean Clancy. Sean is a Muay Thai fighter who started his fight career with Siam Warriors in Cork. However, he now lives and trains in Thailand. Sean has been a WBC international champion and is currently the WBC world champion. He was also the WBC fighter of the year in 2019. Sean has recently signed a multi-fight deal with one championship and had his first fight on that deal a few weeks ago. Today I chat to Sean about his martial arts journey, the lifestyle of training and fighting in Thailand and more. As always, make sure to like, share and subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and let's get into it. So what's up Sean, how are you? Thanks a million for coming on. I'm not too bad man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so, yo, I, I know I asked you already, you, you had a fight last week, was it or the week before? Yeah, just, uh, God, I'm lost on what today's date is. Today's the, the 20th? Nah, the 19th. 19th. 19th, yeah, so just uh, eight days ago, September 11th, yeah. Yeah, I will say, our fight, like, as you said, Thailand is uh, is is on lockdown, like, there's nobody in or out, so like, our fights and sports, like, that's all ah, yeah. going, going uh, away as normal. Thailand. Well, you're allowed in, but it's a case of quarantine is so damn expensive here, like, ridiculously, you're talking about 1,500 euros to quarantine, and quarantine here isn't like at home, you literally have to quarantine a, a location of the government's choice, and you're not allowed to leave the room. Fuck, yeah, that's a lot different to here. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, pretty strict here. Yeah, here it's fill out a form. And it would be nice if you if, yeah. if, if, if you did and try and tell the truth. At home. House <laughs> full of people. Uh, that's pretty much it. But um, yeah, so it's, it's great, obviously, like, your gym and all that's open. Like, everything's running as normal like that. Uh, I wouldn't say as normal. As, as I said, people really aren't allowed in the country because it's so hard. So the country or the, yeah, the whole country, I won't lie, but it's kind of kind of... It's gone back to its originality. It's just Thai people here. It's uh, tourism <laughs> just doesn't exist at the moment. So I'm on uh, an island at the moment and uh, the population is literally not even half. It's just there's a handful of people here. Uh, to drive down the street, it's something like out of Resident Evil. A lot of the shops and thing, businesses have just left, boarded up, can't afford it anymore. Jesus. I suppose like that, like... It's not like a lot of those businesses would have been booming even beforehand, I suppose. Is it? No, a lot of the locals here would live literally like people have savings at home, but life here is just you live like usually week to week, if not month to month. So people can't afford for a business to close for a month, never mind a few months, nearly mm. close to a year or no, like John. Yeah, yeah, it's not great at all. But their only option is just to, to close up and literally leave the island. Yeah. Look, actually, I want to I want to take it back. Actually, how, how did you get started? How did you get started in Muay Thai? Where did the Where did the journey start for you? Um, I think uh, watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid was probably a big factor. Uh, no, nah, I even said about one championship. I don't come from a sporting background. Um, yeah, I literally, if uh, my buddies were all playing soccer, it's probably the the kid that was last to be picked to, to be on the team, you know. So it was, uh, I just didn't have a sporting background. Uh, I won't blame my parents, but my parents more encouraged me to play music. And uh, I was trying to, I spent all six years doing it, musical instruments and stuff. But uh, I just had no interest in it. If I talked about going to boxing or something, 
the mother if she was just yeah she's a, she's a mother i'm not going to speak ill of her because she's a great woman but one mother wants to see her kid go into the the violent kind of lifestyle yeah so um, yeah and would your friends have would your pre- fr- would your friends have picked you to be a fighter nah i'd say <laughs> as i said i didn't come from a sporting background so if you ask my bunch of friends i was more of the like the class clown of the group i, I was always just cracking jokes and just being been a wise ass or just had smart comments to say. Uh, with no athletic background, I would be the last option to probably take any kind of sport at all. Yeah. So then, like, after seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and wanting to start some fighting, why, why, <laughs> why, for me, it was Power Rangers, uh, I think, and, and that's came up a couple of times. Yeah, Teen- everyone has their thing, they just yeah. don't know it. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's came up a few times for people who've been on the podcast that have said that's why they started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for me, it was Power Rangers. Some other people, it was watching the Karate Kid or watching a Bruce Lee movie. So, like, it's always yeah, kind of something like that. Yeah, I remember all those movies. Uh, I was always into just martial arts. always had that nag for it, but... Uh, yeah, it wasn't until the age of 21 I eventually went along to to Martin Horgan, one of his classes. So, yeah. Yeah. And why was it my title? What, like, what, was it not, like, I don't know, Taekwondo, uh, boxing? Was it not Jiu-Jitsu or Jiu-Jitsu? Um, why was it, why was it, was it my title? Honestly, it was, uh, I was one of those people that uh, I was, uh, like, I had a personal trainer. I was working away and I, I, I was paying the fellow to try and help me get uh just muscular big bigger like we all had that image like the bigger we are the the better we're gonna be and like when i look back you're just like oh you idiot like <laughs> yeah i was trying to see how much weights i could lift uh, there was more bragging about how much weight i could lift and uh he was recommending me. he's like you're a stubborn character he's like and he, he'd be friends with martin hargan he was like go along to this and he was pushing me and I'll be 100% honest. If you said Thai boxing to me, I'd be like, what is that? Is it like kickboxing or something? And uh, yeah, uh, the rest is history. I went along to Silver Springs is one of the locations a lot of fighters would not. And uh, Clark Martin had a show on. And yeah, he was actually making a comeback fight from five years. And my God, I was on the edge of my seat for the entire thing. I was literally, I was nearly sweating in the crowd, like getting... I didn't know any of these people, but I wanted to know them. I was just like, this stuff is electric. I was like, this is amazing. And uh, I was typical, like you have your social media people, like they the, like to the run their mouth and like speak before they know the stuff. I was like watching these guys fighting and I was like, why are they so tired? I can do this. This is easy. They should be so tired. <laughs> it was one of those yeah. people like, yeah. I was like, God, you got, John. I was like, why the clinching? There should be more, John. So, I, but I was just saying all that to my friends, and uh, yeah, a group of us finally, I'd say, a few days after the event, a group of us of about, God, I'd say about eight of us went to Martin. Like, I, I had to drive forty to fifty minutes to get to Martin's place. I'm, I'm from from my, it's well down the road. It's like, it's country basically to the city. And uh, yeah, I went along to Marns, and I think I was the only one to return the next day and just be like, I'm hooked. Yeah, I, I can't get enough of it. I had one round, and my buddy texted, he texts the piss out of me to this day. He says, I'll never forget your face. You did one round in pads, and you were like nearly having a heart attack. You were like, This thing is so hard. Like my, my hands were just shaking, my legs were wobbly. I was just like, What is going on? Like, 
anyone who kind of does normal exercise, uh, like a uh, martial arts exercise, will tell you. I was doing some weight training, and that can't prepare anything for what you're doing when you when uh when you just have no cardio, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, you, you think you think you're fit like till you start having like you say hitting pads <laughs> and stuff like that. And I think sometimes you you can. I don't know. It even happens sometimes. Like you know, if you've taken a break from running, or you've taken a break from your kind of fitness kind of style like that. Like you know, if you haven't been going full, full on, you can sometimes forget how hard it is. Even yourself, you kind of go, oh, oh yeah, sure, that's great. No and, and then you do it, and you're like, oh my god, I I completely underestimated this. Like I forgot how hard this was. <laughs> As I said, like what's funny about the situation is I can have fights to this day and it doesn't matter if it's like close friends or family members that I, I bring along to the sport. They're kind of, they were similar as me. They didn't know what it was. They're looking at me and they're like, you were, you were a bit tired looking. Do you think you need to do a bit more? And you're like, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's just funny that way. So then did you wait long? Were you training long? Did you wait long before you stepped in and had your first fight? Uh, Martin still takes the, uh, he still takes the, I was going to say a piss, I don't know if I can, I can't really curse, but, uh, Martin, I, curse away. I know, or that Martin still takes the piss out of me to this day because I'd say I only showed up on a, a Tuesday and Thursday night at the time. And I think it was the Thursday night at the end of training because I come from a, from maybe a boxing town. Like I know a few friends that could have two, two weeks and they'd be put in the ring under like a, a rough sparring and stuff and i was like santa martin is like so uh had my two days training job i, I kind of saw it i'm here the week uh i was like any chance you get me fighting honestly i didn't even know my name at the time it took the man about probably a year he probably still doesn't know my name <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like hey you yeah boy over there in the corner what's your name <laughs> So yeah, it was just uh, I was looking for a fight after a week's training. I didn't know the, what it really was. I was just like, I, I went in, I went in on this, sign me up. Yeah. So how long then was it? Like how long did Martin make you wait? I think I was just yeah. I had my stubborn attitude. I think I had my first uh, first fight after four fight about four months. Yeah, maybe five. Uh, there was an event coming up and I was like pestering him to get on it and I think it was just a case of, like yeah go on and uh yeah, yeah. the rest was history I was yeah. hooked after that For, I was hooked after training yeah. I was like this is a challenge challenge accepted yeah the fight major did the fight did it feel like after the first fight that yeah this is what you were looking for kind of there was a kind of that thing of yeah this was it this is what I saw then uh, in the Silver Springs yeah. I've I've tried. There was a couple of friends came up and me. I've tried to get onto them because back then it was you know like not iPhones or anything, but oh fuck, we had we all had phones. And I was a case of I was trying to get pictures from the event, and it's like I'll never forget it because we had the big like sparring gloves on and stuff because it was a uh, it's only a C class fight, and uh, it wasn't anything beautiful to watch. We just went in and. I know the guy, man turned around and he said, this guy's had a few fights already. And I was just like, I don't care. I went in there. I won it. And uh, there was no steps down off the ring. This is the one thing I remember about the fight. There was no steps down because, yeah, I thought my cardio was something, but it clearly wasn't because I remember calling one of my friends out of the crowd. I was like, get over here. And he's like, what's wrong? He's like, well done, well done. He's like, shut up, man. I was like, 
I can't, I can't step down off the ring. My legs are like buckled underneath me, like they were jelly like. It's yeah. like I gotta lean on top of you. Basically, I was like, catch me, catch me. But I was yeah. like, I gotta lean on you. I was like, put it, come here. I, I was like, I need to lean on your shoulders. I jumped down off the ring. Because anyone, if you know the ring, the ring is a feral height yeah. up. So I was like, I gotta jump down off this. I was like, if I just jump down alone, my legs are gonna <laughs> buckle underneath me. I was uh-huh. like, so yeah. Yeah, so that gave you a gave you the true sense of like that. This is why they do. This is why they're clinching oh. and, not, and not punching and kicking as much. Yeah, it was just uh, every fight, even to this day, it was just like more needs to be done. This has to be done. This needs to be improved. This needs to be improved. To this day, I can't watch fights myself because I'm just a horrible critic. On that's awful. That's terrible. That's oh my god, look. That's what my trainer's talking about and this and that. And people could be sitting beside me. That was great. That was really, I'm like, I don't see anything. I've seen all the wrong stuff. I was like, I need to go back and start doing this. I need to be working on that. And I presume that that's what kind of basically got me to this point as well, that I just was always itching to improve what needed to be done. Yeah. I suppose that's the champion mindset like all the people who would be successful would say the same like that when they watch themselves yeah, like it's, it's the negatives they pick out from a performance more so than just the positives yeah I beat myself up more than anything and uh, most thing I can say to anyone anyone listening or anyone I teach or anything I always say without the losses in my career there's no way I would be here to this day I wouldn't have learned like the losses or just any hard fights even is where I learned the most about myself I learned the most about the weak areas of my ability, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then how long did it take you to come through the classes, like from C class to get to A class? How long did it take you to move through them? Um, I can't say how many fights I was roughly after, but I, I remember it was Arnold Callan. He was going to Thailand. He was getting in preparation and he was like, do you want to come along? And I was just like, fuck it, why not? Like, to be honest, I couldn't even point it out where Thailand was on the map. Like, you know, it was proper just, uh, yeah, <laughs> why not? Let's go. And, uh, yeah, jumped on a plane, came over here. I'd say, I'd say we weren't even, not even two years in. It's just under two years. And, yeah, I came over to Thailand and had my first day class fight over here. And I did everything to prove myself to the trainers because they were like, you're not ready. Yeah. And I was like, before we, before I, I was there, like I took a three month visa and I was like, before we leave this place, I'm going to get them to say I'm ready to have a fight. So yeah, yeah that will work out the way then. So. Especially the fact like an, an Irish guy coming over here to Thailand, they're definitely, and I, like the, how many, how many would they see passing through the gyms? Like they could like, you know. Oh, so, like, ridiculous, man. Like, literally, the, just the whole routine. I went from a guy not training at not any sport at all to when I arrived there, we used to wake up at, like, half five in the morning, to maybe six. We used to go for a 10K, and then they were like, that's not good enough, and they were like, join the fighters. going. So we went from 15-kilometer runs in the morning. So before training, we'd get back, and, like, if that wasn't hard enough, they'd be, like, going, knee the bag, kick the bag okay sparring pad work all that and then that was your morning session done and then <laughs> onto the, the evening class and it's it's still the same <laughs> and what was the atmosphere then like fight, fighting like uh, like to fight in thailand compared to maybe ireland um well since since i've been here it's uh 
it is a sport at the end of the day, but not so much here. It's it's literally every night of the week here. There's fights on every night, which is being unusual for people at home. So here it's not, like at home, it's more built up and uh, like between trying to sell tickets, I understand. But as in the whole media side, you build up fights more. But here it's just there's a fight every night of the week. So it's it's, it's known as a job here, basically. Like uh, when, you, when we're speaking Thai, you can say like someone say, what do you do for a living? And you just say, you say I'm a fighter as like a job title, same as you'd say I'm a carpenter. Yeah, that's mad. Uh, different it's, culture, isn't it? It's it's different that way as well. Yeah, but like that, I think I think it's mad. Like how often how often they even fight over there? Like like you said, there's a fight every night. Like just the same people yeah, can be fighting a like, couple, uh, like every so often. Yeah, man, I'm not gonna lie. I can feel myself getting that bit slow now. But then I've, jeez, I went from at some stages in two months I was having five fights. Like my trainers used to be laughing at me, like it could be getting the thing. I get cut between elbows. I I seen I I just walk into elbows a lot, yeah. <laughs> but I could have stitches along the eye, and uh, we've one funny incident here at the gym. Never since then, it's never changed. But I had a fight the next day. I took off, and the day after that, I was training, and the trainer came out. He's the boss, but he's my head trainer as well. He came out, and he's like, "You can't train." I was like, why I fight next week? And he's like, oh, he's like, I'll cancel that. Don't worry. He's like, you can't train at stitches. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I'll fight. I'll fight. Don't worry about it. And he's like, all right. He's like, but you can't train at stitches. So he sent me back into my room. I was live. I, I live at the gym, like, and uh, I'd say I was 10 minutes later. I was out hitting the bag and he's like, what are you doing? And as soon as I turned around to talk to him, he just walked away because I was after getting my nail clippers and clipped all my stitches and pulled them out. And I was like, I have no stitches, I can train. You said if I have stitches, I can I can't train. So yeah, I took them out just so I could train. Right. And uh yeah. I suppose that shows it's the dedication. <laughs> Literally when people get stitches at the gym ranting, they all just go, Go at the shot, he's a professional taking them out. <laughs> I just take out my nail clippers and yeah, I just clip them and I pull them out. To this day, even the fight a few days back, and I took the stitches out in the nail clippers. <laughs> Trust the old nail clippers, can't be though. Mm. You had quite a few stitches, I think. Did you last day after your last fight there recently? I saw a picture. You had a, uh, a couple of a couple of patches. Yeah, it was. Uh, I wouldn't say big cuts or anything. They're actually little cuts. I, I was surprised when the doctor told me that. I was like, I was trying to tell him, I was like, how many do I have? He was like, oh, about 50. I was like, all right. I was like, I need a number. I was like, I got to tell the people following me how many I got. And I was like, I also like to keep count. And uh, from what I counted, there was about 37. But because of the organization, one, they paid for like a top class plastic surgeon. So like usually, usually when you get stitches, they put it through and tie knot off and that's one stitch. Whereas this fella stitched it like a bit of clothing and it continuously went through so like when i cut this one i just pulled from the other end and you just seen it unravel through the whole skin yeah. so yeah it was uh he did a good job but it was a case of uh you could see there was like about 10 in such a little area where normally you'd only get like four maybe okay okay so what what, so what? That, that, that was uh I think it was 37 I got in the last five, but yeah, as I said, usually you probably only get uh, probably about 10 or something. Yeah. 
about one. So one is the place to get caught, is it? They, they, give, you the, they give you the good surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's the place to get cut because uh, someone passed a comment and went, what, what bonus do you get for your cuts? Because a lot of the stadiums here in Thailand pay for stitching. And uh, one don't pay for stitching. I was like, if they did, I'd be cleaning up with the money. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'd be after making more money from the stitching than I did the fight. Uh, so look, it, it, it pays the bills. Like, <laughs> uh, I always said to the mother, I could be doing worse with my life. I was like, uh. yeah. So then like you won the... Um, when did you decide to... Sorry, when did you decide to move to Thailand then? To stay, like after it was... Um, it was a case of it became nearly a yearly thing now where I was working and come the winter seasons from the month of like uh, either December or January every month every year or every all those years when it came around that time of year or winter time I was on a plane to Thailand because between I was usually building or something and then I got a job in an activity place because that'd be yearly best kind of uh, activities. Like we were doing kayaking, all that kind of stuff, and uh, orienteering. So uh, come the winter seasons, you rarely had people out, just school trips and stuff. So it was perfect time for me to disappear. And I was doing it every year for three months because I would get the three-month visa. And it was a case of when I came, uh, I took off to Australia for a bit, like half the country did there at one stage when the recession yeah. hit and when I was coming back I stopped in Thailand and uh, I remember the, the owner just said to me he's like how long are you staying with us this time and I said to be honest I was like I, I built up a bit of money on Australia and I was like the minute that gets low I'll book a flight out here and he just offered me the sponsorship he went don't worry about it so he's like look I'm happy to offer you a place here at the gym he's like I, I know what you do I know how hard you work he just knew me he knew I was in your average, like I was going to say, Farang, like foreigner coming through. And uh, yeah, he knew I just wasn't here for a picture or two. He knew I was here for the for the legit reason, just to train, improve and fight. So he just did. What did, you, what did the mother make of that? <laughs> <laughs> I told her I'd be home, be home in three months. That was yeah. like uh, five years ago. So... <laughs> Yeah, I hope the yeah. kettle wasn't on. <laughs> and do you, do you get home much now? Um, every year I'm gonna say yeah. I always made a mission getting home. I always did get home between. Uh, I'd usually be on Martin shows and stuff, and uh, so it was great. I got home to not only fight, I got home to do some business and uh, got home to see all the family. And uh, that was that was every couple of months nearly. There was always something happening in Europe. That I could just get on a plane and fly into Ireland, but uh, obviously with COVID, no, I don't think I'll be able to see a home at all this year. Which kind of has its downer moments, but you know, life goes on. We're not going to sit here and cry about it. Yeah, and so then, yeah, but you, like you said, you, you've had a couple of fights in that in Europe. Like, so you, I, was, I understand you fought for the WBC belt in Ireland in Neptune, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how how was that experience coming home to fight it fight Neptune, home crowd? Ah oh, man, it's, that, that that's uh, that's the cherry on top every time. You you, you kind of, as I said, like I went from fighting nearly every week, two weeks here, to if I wasn't fighting every month, 
the whole sense of it here is, as I said, it's just another day of the life here. So the whole build-up, everything wasn't the same. But the minute I got to go home and fight, you can't beat home crowd. The minute they're cheering for you and your friends and family, they're all there for you. You just can't, you can't explain that experience unless you've experienced it. Uh, whether it was just any kind of sporting event or just any kind of event in your life at all where you had that support from people close to you. So it's just, it's fire to your fuel. It's just, it burns it and that's like an amazing feeling. Yeah, and did it, did it like did it like, like that at all? Did you have your friends after coming in and saying, "Why were you tired?" Or are you telling and then you tell them to <laughs> oh, f- fuck off? I've got this green strap over my shoulder here. <laughs> uh, I just said, "Shut up and buy me a buy me a whiskey there or something." Uh, usually, I'd be dripping in blood and go, "If you think you can do better, go in and show me." <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, did you fight? There's, there's kind of two WBC belts that you fought for. Was it? Was it like the international, and then like another one? Or yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd work your way up through the rankings, and uh, you'd have the European one, and then you get into the continental. Like different parts of the world have different ones. You have obviously the Asian belt, and some countries have state titles and stuff. So for us, uh, it was either go for European and then go for the, the international one. Uh, I was lucky enough to get uh, the international, and. Uh, Obviously, once you get the world one, you have to run it. You're not going to complain. You you uh, you you release the rest, and you're you let other people fight for them. You take your name off the list. You go to the top. Yeah. And so then, like with defending that belt, like then, how many times would you have? Did you have to defend it? Did you have to defend it straight away, or was there a conflict? No, in exactly. one? Unfortunately, I didn't get to defend it yet. It was a case of a. Uh, you have to, under their regulations, you have to defend it at least within six months. And uh, I was actually, I mean, literally, I was like four days old from getting on a plane to fly to Australia because I was defending it in Australia. Uh, to, and COVID hit between people who were saying countries. America was obviously forced to close and stuff. And then you were hearing all these other rumors and like, Australia started getting it hard and then they were like literally day by day they were like oh no you can't have crowds of 500 people and uh, they were like okay we'll have to reduce the crowd at the thing and uh, a lot of the fights were slowly getting cancelled but we were main events so they were going to still train because I feel pity to the, to the promoter who put us on he had paid for my flights everything and uh, because of COVID he had to pay for my flights too because the the airline he first booked with something happened with them and they need to rebook it uh, you can guarantee they didn't get refunded on this but yeah i was literally like three four days away from just getting on a plane to go to australia to defend it so then uh, covid happened and there's no need i don't need to explain what else happened after that yeah the whole world kind of shut down and then all the rest so then are you still have they taken the belt off you or are you still the champion like um, will be able to defend no, it still going the forward? Champion, uh, yeah. yeah it's a case of uh, slowly things are starting to open up thankfully now uh, yeah things are just starting to go back to normal uh, life is getting back to normal a small bit here uh, in a sense of they just allowed a certain amount of people into to fights now before there was no crowds allowed now they're starting to allow just a little crowds in and stuff. And uh, as I said, we don't really, COVID isn't a thing here. We're just 
country, so it's not really a scary thing for crowds, but they're just following the rules of every other country as well. But uh, yeah, slowly all the countries are starting to come back into, I think Australia even announced that are having shows now in their states again, because yeah, there's a few countries slowly starting to get back into the swing of things. Uh, even Ireland, they were saying announcements hopefully coming soon and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we got, um, well, yesterday, Dublin kind of, because there's like this five stages, we're all at level two. Yeah. Level level one is the best. Dublin got pushed back level to level three. Level three now, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the rest of the country, I think it's up to 200, 200 people at, at, at outdoor events. Um, that's play, not gonna pay a lot of fighters as well <laughs> no indoor is still very indoor is still very limited which yeah. like but even when they reduced down like we did have where we could train in groups of 10 and then they reduced that back to 6 and I was on Twitter and I've seen all the stuff like about the GEA and others and soccer are complaining about like oh we can't have spectators at our sports and I'm kind of looking like we might even have a sport like do you know what I mean it's like yeah yeah it's you know, um, it's it's still a harsh world of what what's happening. Uh, yeah, it's we're still in a hard situation, and uh, it's scary to talk about it. But phase two, kind of people said it would happen, and it's, it seems like it's going down that route. Yeah, like that. Hopefully, we can we'll manage it a bit better. Like we won't have to close everything down, and yeah, we can yeah. kind of we can. Still, let's still let's not scare the, the listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> well then. So then, with the WBC belt, is there is there a conflict or anything there with one? Like, do one? I think one have their own belt, don't they? So, like, is there any conflict there between yeah, defending yeah, the WBC no, and usually, usually every promotions have their own belts. Uh, WBC is just probably everyone just knows that the famous green belt from the the Boxing Association and Muay Thai slowly uh, eased their way into that. And uh, Every organization usually has their, like you have UFC, they have their own branded titles. Uh, one has their own branded titles, like uh, Bellator, all those. Everything has their own. So, yeah, it's simply like that. Some organizations will actually work with others and allow them to fight on their shows. Usually, people are happy to, to let like WBC fight in their events. But uh, I think one are strictly same as like UFC, they're just going to stick with their own thing. Yeah. But one are happy for you to go and defend the WBC belt on other shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so most of the fighters, if you if you're aware of them, they're still fighting in all the other big stadiums here in Thailand. It's a case of uh, we're we're not exactly. We are bound by contracts and stuff, and they get they get a lot of input from where we go. But if it's still a high uh, like WBC, you can't get much higher on that one as well. So. They're not gonna, yeah. They're not gonna talk bad about that. Yeah. So then, like with one, was that just like because obviously you fought with one a few weeks ago? Was that just like a, a, the one fight? Like, do you kind of sign a contract at one fight at a time, or did they sign you for three, four, five? No, fights? it was uh, a couple of fights contract. Uh, yeah. So happy out, keep me going on with that. Uh, yeah. Right, on to the next one. Get the the better result now. Next one. Yeah, and how do you find fighting with the like? The, I think they use the foot. Is it the four ounce gloves, like more so MMA gloves in one as opposed MMA to gloves? Yeah, it's a it's a game changer. <laughs> Usually after fights, you wake up and your legs are all stiff in your body, and you're like, ooh. You wake up after this, and you're just holding your face, going, oh Jesus, is my nose over here? Yeah. 
it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely it's uh i'm not a stranger to that than the between uh, did the mma gloves in ireland i did in australia all that kind of stuff uh i even did the, the bare knuckle card choke is what they call it here it's where you just wrap your hands in the the hand wrap or it's a little fine rope you wrap your hands in it here and you just fight with that which it's worse than the mma gloves because you get little rope burns from the the punches like yeah that's that's fucked up like that just the rope i always think that them ones is mad like, <laughs> you might as well be fighting like it, yeah it, well people <laughs> said they're like jesus what got you into that for and i was like well you gotta be a small bit mad in the head to be just doing it full stop so yeah and i was like you're not gonna get that uh, yeah have you would you ever think have you have you ever tried it would you think about looking at something like mma or is it strictly you want to you want to stick with muay thai and be as successful as you can um, Honestly, and it's, it's probably a very common question, I guess. Uh, MMA is something I would definitely like to look into before, but it's a case of I started Thai boxing at 21. Uh, everyone says to me I was a late bloomer with that, but I, I pushed through it. I pushed through to prove, prove people wrong. Uh, MMA, it's, it's like every sport. I'm still a student of Muay Thai. Uh, I'm still learning, you know. I'm happy to admit it. I said, to my 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 opinion of any martial arts is you can never learn at all. There's always something to be learned. If you say you know everything, you're just a f an idiot, man. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's something you can always learn in every martial art. So I'm still a student here. I'm still learning. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about being in this land of Thailand as well. Uh, you're always meeting new trainers coming through or new fighters and they've always something new to add to your, to your list of knowledge. And uh, it's like MMA. I can't just rock up in it and expect to just pick it up after a month or two. Even even a year, I'm not going to... like. It, it is a martial art. Like You have all the wrestling and stuff and that's a whole just... I'll have to take a step back from Muay Thai if you understand what I'm saying. I, yeah, yeah. To, to acknowledge one... I need. I always commit myself to one thing. If I'm in it, I'm in it. That's it. I'm not gonna half half hours do something. You'd say, it's like, hey, look. If I'm in this, you're getting all of me. That's it. So yeah, yeah if I'm in Thai box and I need to just focus my head on it. But look, if I if I was younger and uh, yeah, yeah, if I was younger, it would be a different story. But unfortunately, yeah, uh, the clock is against us. Yeah, but I think like that, like. Like there's not there's not to say you can't have like you're having a career in in Muay Thai you know I think and there is that thing like you don't I don't think you have to go to MMA you know that there's, yeah. some, there's sometimes this idea that, nah, you, nah, nah, that nah. you have to go to MMA but you don't like you can have a career and a successful career in your given martial art and your sport and that can be it like it can stand on well, its own yeah you know? Th- thankfully since one came along uh, yeah anyone starting Muay Thai the, the wages aren't too great. Uh, You'll never see a Mai Tai boxer driving a Ferrari. <laughs> but, uh, thankfully, since one came along, they're, they're really giving us the recognition that, I'm not going to say we do deserve it, but yeah, we do put in a lot of hard work. We do have a lot of grueling fights. I'm not trying to say anything bad about MMA, but I'm just saying we do work as hard as them. Uh, we do deserve the same recognition. We do deserve to be up there. Just uh, we because we don't do the submissions, we still... We still stand and tread just like they do, but we just don't get recognized first. Yeah, I suppose as well. Let's go. I suppose that's maybe the, the fact that the pay isn't, you know, 
massive money that that's that's also why people fight so often i suppose like if the if the pay was managed to go up you'd see people fight less and they'd maybe end up taking less damage then uh well yeah I, I, I think there's multiple reasons we could we could talk for hours about why the money isn't too great yeah i mean a country with a thousand with geez millions of people ready to fight tonight for for not even half the price if you ask them because because the covid are restricted so many people from fighting and uh, yeah, it's a case of people, if, if you're not going to fight for that price, there you go, we'll find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, like, I know you've mentioned some bit about your training there already, but uh, like, how many sessions would you have in a day? And like, how would that be mixed up? Like, would you do much strength and conditioning training, much running, or is it mostly Muay Thai training? Uh, every day, every day, man. Sundays are our only day off, my relaxed day. Apart from that, it's uh, six days of the week, at least at least six hours a day. Start in the morning, 10K run, back to training. Training gone for at least two hours and then yeah, nap time. <laughs> Never too old for a nap. You go, go relax and then later in that evening, it's you go for, for only about a four or five K run and uh, straight into training again. Everyday sparring, clinching, pad work, uh, condition, everything every day. <laughs> uh, when you come to Thailand, you have so many uh, sport professionals or just uh, so many people in the, the sport world have talked bad about the, 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 whole, like, uh, the whole layout of training here, saying it's bad for the body, that muscles should have more like like everyone knows you have leg day, then you have chest day and back and you have arms day. Every day should have, but here it's everything every day. And yeah, sports science or whatever way you want to say it, it's usually say that's wrong. But my answer to them is, geez, I wouldn't mind every day being different, yeah, because you're in the same routine every day, but it's a case of, we've all heard expression, uh, if it's not broken, why fix it? Yeah, they're they're clear, they're clearly the best in the world. Thai people, at what they do, their their stand up fighting is phenomenal to to watch upon them, to, to some of the stuff they can master and do. So, look, they're not doing something wrong. They're clearly doing something right. So, who might say this isn't the the right way of doing things? Yeah, I suppose like that. Yeah, it's working from. So why change it? And the, is that is yeah, that yeah. is that something you like? Do you like that routine? Like, is that something you would have always liked? Is that routine of you know, like, get up and just you know, train, uh, eat, sleep, repeat? Yeah, I, I do like the routine. If you ask me every day, I won't say I like it every <laughs> different answer every day. But look, that that's just Jesus. I said, yeah, it's just become every day to me now. I just. I wake up, literally, my alarm clock goes off 10 minutes before running. I don't eat anything before training, just literally wake up, clean out the system, and uh, yeah, running <laughs> shoes are literally by the door, and that's it. Just yeah. literally run out, meet people out at the front, and just we start running, that's it. We don't even talk to each other usually because <laughs> everyone is still half asleep. Uh, I suppose it makes it easier in a place like Thailand than trying to do that at home. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah. Ah, jeez, I remember taking the runs at home. We were either running in the rain, and it was a case of if you came back from, especially a winter run, uh, usually a run is the whole idea is to warm you up and get you ready for training. It was a case of you got warm, you came back from the run, and you get you changed into your, your training gear, 
and you were nearly freezing, you were like, I need to warm up from a warm up. Yeah. You're just, you can't, the cold is different. Yeah. Yeah. Even here in Ireland, like when we train in the summer, like I, 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 you, I much prefer that idea where you're moving for five minutes and the sweat is pissing out of you than to be moving for an hour yeah, yeah. and trying to heat your toes. You know, there's not. <laughs> Jeez, I, I won't uh, have you cursing at me, but like a cold day here is about 25 degrees. Uh, yeah, that's, that's warm <laughs> here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the country shut down there. Like we're up in the 30s nearly every day. Uh, I was only talking about this during the week to someone like seasons like so we have four seasons at home between uh, spring, summer, autumn, winter. Here it's only summer season and rain season, like wet season they call it. And wet season is only about three months. Uh, and even wet season, if you went out in the rain, you could still nearly get burnt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I went. Like the, it's, it's warm rain. <laughs> and what are the months of the wet season? Is the like winter time kind of? December time. Uh, December. Look, we're actually coming up to it like it's uh it's raining a lot today. Uh, it'll be coming into like November, December, January, and then then it kind of starts to ease off. But uh, yeah, every year November, December usually are kind of just a washout. Yeah, still it doesn't stop training and it doesn't stop the runs. No, it doesn't stop nothing. Uh, as I said, it's just running in warm water. <laughs> and so. Have you, have you done all like do you find yourself doing any of the touristy stuff now or have you all that done over until it's just just fighting or you know being there for five years oh, man, it's, uh, that's a funny one it's a case of uh like you live in your own hometown and uh people tell you about these things next door to your house or just a few minutes out the road and you're like geez been here my whole life and i haven't seen any of that stuff i've been here so long it's like geez i haven't done any of that stuff and so many tourists come through saying would you recommend this and i'm usually just looking at them going honestly i have no idea i haven't done it most of that stuff myself yeah do you think i oh. think you'll stay there or do you think or is there any consideration to moving back to ireland or are you happy to stay there and just keep fighting for as long as you can oh man oh, geez, uh, there's a clock in the body i, I once said that and uh, i always said to the parents that uh, the heart or the the heart is at home you know i'm a man on a mission yeah, back to Cork. <laughs> <laughs> back to the cold. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. So, um, in terms of then, like, would you be somebody who maybe would you would you cut much weight then, like, um, for when you fight? Or are you someone who sits kind of pretty much at at your weight class all the time? Um, no, but, uh, everyone cuts weight between. Like usually normal events, yeah. I'm capable of cutting anything between five, six kilos nearly in a week. But uh, one championship have reduced all that, and we get hydration tests, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's a case of before any, like, you'll have three wins, and it's a case of you get a hydration test before the win. So it means that uh, you're not lacking uh, fluid in your body; that you have you have enough uh, water in your system. You're not totally dehydrated or near enough to being dehydrated, or you fail. Yeah, and uh, that—that's the most important thing you gotta pass when it comes to this event. You gotta pass the hydration one before they, they even check your weight. Ah, oh, so that, that that yeah, that's something different, alright, isn't it? Like the, the oh, it's very like different. It's, uh, it's a game's end. It's, it's kind of nice in a sense that you know you're fighting, you're fighting the guy at a walk around the way because. 
I do I do know of some people who can cut nearly 10 kilos and they'll be nearly the 10 kilos the, the next day. Yeah. Do you find that you perform better with it? Like the fact you've entered the hydration, like you know you're fighting, like do you feel your performance is better not having cut much weight? Honestly, I believe it's more of a, yeah, it's a mentality. You either, you, you believe what you want and I, ble- I believe the mind is that way. Uh, if you believe something is bad luck, it's, that's the way it is going to be in your head. But uh, it's not something I think about going into the fight or anything. I'm, I'm in my zone. That's just, that's just the way it is. Your own mentalities, everyone is different. If you believe, as I said, if you believe something is lucky in life or bad luck in life, you know, like I, I refuse to have a routine the day of the fight or anything because then you're putting that in your head. If you don't do it, oh, you're in a bad luck now because you didn't do your your normal routine. Yeah. Or if you don't have your your lucky underpants on or some crazy stuff like that. Yeah, I suppose like like that. It's. There's some routines I think maybe like that that can be fine if they make you feel comfortable, but you can't use them as a crutch nearly, you know. Yeah. yeah. If it's a case of oh, if I don't do this, I won't win. It's like if that if you have that mindset, that's going to that's going to affect you negatively. Like you said, if you don't have your lucky yeah, underpants, yeah. if you have a pair of as underpants said, that you like to wear, if you have a pair of underpants you like to wear, maybe try and wear them, but don't be <laughs> too don't be too hung up if you're not wearing them. Oh, I won't win, you know, like. Make yourself feel comfortable. Yeah. Do what you do You'd be, be actually surprised yeah. how many people have little superstitions and I'm just like, no, that yeah. you can't have that in life. You can't uh people always said they need to eat a certain thing. Just little things like that. I'm like, you gotta let that stuff go because especially if you're fighting in different countries, you can't expect to have certain things. Or if you don't pack something with it, you know? Yeah. And so when do you when do you think you'll get your next fight in? Two weeks time, or it'll uh, be a couple of months. <laughs> you just gotta, you, you gotta wait like everyone else now, and uh, wait for the announcements. <laughs> we've yeah. we've signed a lot of stuff saying uh, we can't reveal anything or give any little uh, hints away. So you just gotta be patient and uh, watch for announcements, just like everyone else. All right, so one will be coming for you. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So uh, yeah, before we finish up. And I have one more question. I tend to I, I ask everybody if you had to pick a favorite fighter, it can be a Muay Thai, it could be boxing, it could be MMA. If you had to pick a favorite fighter in any sport, who would you pick? Jeez, that that's an easy one for me. Uh, Tyson, I'd say everyone probably mentions. I, I still watch his podcast to this day. Uh, I've watched a lot of documentaries about him. How he was actually an emotional person. Everyone thinks he was a real animalistic person, but. He was just, yeah, he was a person scared of the world as well, and that's how he defended himself. Yeah. The podcast he done there recently with, uh, with Joe Rogan, I thought that, that was one of the best podcasts I've listened yeah. to. Yeah. I thought, and compared to the, the one he did first, the, like, he was like a different, completely different person. Like, you could see straight away, like, there was just a, there was a fire in oh, him he's again. All there was just, even the way he was, but even, yeah, and like the way, like, the first time he was on, he was kind of just chill back, I suppose he was stoned, like, so he was, you know, he was <laughs> chill, but, but the, the last time he was on a few weeks ago, he had that fire, like, you could just see, he was just like, he was like a different person. Yeah. He, he was my, he, like, the first time it was on, it was like he was like Mike Tyson, and then when he was on a few weeks ago, he was Mike fucking Tyson. You know what I mean? It was that kind of yeah, <laughs> the one we all fear. Yeah, but uh, that was yeah, good pick, Mike Tyson. He hasn't been said too often, but uh, but I don't know why, but yeah, a good pick. Yeah, I, I have a list of fighters I could name out. Just 
Yeah, but Tyson be definitely just top. But it's just who isn't a fan, you know? Yeah, one hundred percent. So, uh, but yeah, look, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks a million for coming on. I really enjoyed the chat, hearing your story. Hearing your story like that, I'll be looking for looking for the announcement of the next fight, and uh, I'm gonna try and give it, yeah. and I'll try to give it a watch. Do man, do man, alright. Yeah, take care, man. All the best. Alright, be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it. <laughs> Lovely stuff. All right, go on, man.